Hello, and welcome to the Nonprofit Radio Show, a podcast with tips and tools for small nonprofits. If you feel in the dark about how to run a nonprofit, sunshine is on its way. I'm Nancy Bacon, and I'm joined by Sarah Brooks. And today we want to kick off our 2022 leadership series. We shaped this series in one of our regular planning sessions, where we made a list of what we are hearing is most on the minds of our colleagues. One issue led to another, to the point where we decided to overlap these ideas together into a series. Over three episodes, we will talk about strategic planning, executive director recruitment, and staffing. We chose these topics to respond to the churn that nonprofits are feeling as we face the great resignation. We know many of you feel out of control because we are so off plan in terms of what we thought we would be doing just even a year ago. We hope that this focus on planning and people will give you some ideas on ways that you can navigate your organization through this next year. You'll hear some themes as this unfolds. Simplify what you're doing down to what really matters. That might mean maybe even abandoning past ways of doing things. Know your values and core principles and make sure you live them. Think holistically. The sum of our work is so much bigger than its parts. That's the series. Let's dive in. Today's topic is strategic planning. Why are we talking about strategic planning, Sarah? Oh, well, aside from strategic planning being one of my favorite topics, we're also talking about it because I don't know about you, but I have never been asked by more nonprofit organizations for advice on strategic planning than I have in the last two months. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah. That whole traditional way of doing it just doesn't seem to work anymore. So what do we need to think about that? Well, while it is absolute music to my ears to hear organizations say we want to do strategic planning because I wholeheartedly endorse organizations having good, thoughtful strategic plans that they use to guide their organization, I have come to be a little suspect um, that there might be another reason why so many organizations are craving a strategic plan at this exact moment. What's that? I think we need to be honest that many of us are searching for a sense of certainty and control, which if we're honest, going into year three of a pandemic, none of us feel in abundance. And I think that that is completely understandable and human. So rather than fighting that need and saying, oh, you know, you're not really wanting a strategic plan. You're just wanting some semblance of certainty or sense that you're in control of where this ship is headed. <laughs> Let's not fight that. Let's just make sure that the strategic planning we are doing actually fits this really unusual moment. So a traditional strategic plan and the usual process of going about it, looking out five, 10 years that kind of thing, it may not fully scratch the actual itch your organization is feeling. If you've heard too, let's do strategic planning. I think you're right. And I think the first step there is to really to really think about what is the itch, right? <laughs> what is, you know, we talk a lot about culture and really knowing yourself, knowing your values, knowing your principles. And I think it is important to really know why is it we need a plan and be honest about that, because I think that honesty will then filter down into what kind of plan will solve whatever problem you, you are having. And how you go about getting to it, right? Which is the other key point in this. If it's a human issue, right? If it's we're, we're needing control, then the how 
we do this is just as important as as the what we create. I love that. And I do, I do really resonate with something you say often, and that is the best plan is a plan you will use. And so thinking about what can I actually use right now and not like, what should I have? We've talked a lot about best practice and how we just need to toss that out the window. We need to have something that we're actually going to use and move us forward. So what is that? Right. So first be honest and look back at your old plan and say, did I use this? And if you didn't, if you put it on a nice shelf and maybe every once in a while sent it to a grant foundation, you know, foundation for a grant request, then don't do that process again. Cause that, that plan was not one you used. Think about what is it, what is it you're actually needing right now? This back to your question, Nancy, of what's the itch. I think what the itch right now is we're, we're being bombarded with new things, right? Uh, 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 either we can't have that in-person event that we just thought we could, um, or, um, wow, there's this new community need, um, new things coming at us. And I really, really think that one of the things that is most important in the process of getting to a strategic plan that you will use is being absolutely clear and grounded in your guiding principles. Those, what are our values? What do we think is most important? How do we think we can have an impact within the sphere of our mission? really knowing those things and writing them down and bringing them out at every meeting is in and of itself a starting place for a great strategic plan. I think of them as like the guardrails on the road as you're driving down the road and you know where you're going. Like we know we want, you know, peace in the world or to end homelessness or an environment that's clean and and inclusive of everyone. We know like where we're heading But those principles are the guardrails that help us as we're moving forward. They keep us on track. They help us make decisions, right? I mean, how many times are we faced with those decisions? And we need a process for how we make decisions. Absolutely. Right. And I bet you're going back to your principles all the time as you like, okay, this is a possibility. How does this bounce around with our principles? And does it match with what we believe? You know, if we can make those clear statements, like, and we believe these are the things that have to happen to get us to that peace in the world, then if we take this programmatic step or we do this action in our community, are we living those belief statements? It's really important. So part one of a, of a relevant strategic plan in 2022 is that it's grounded in your core values, your guiding principles, whatever words your organization uses for that. Part two, I'd say, is that you really think about the timing. I think I mentioned early in this episode that I'm not sure the five to 10 year strategic planning you know, process is what you need right now. That's not to say you shouldn't have a long-term vision and that you can't see beyond the pandemic moments that we're in. But right now, I think you need to be thinking no more than one year out, maybe even six months. And I just read an article about an organization that was actually doing quarterly plans. Like the time frame that we can realistically think about, get our heads around, if the strategic planning moment is about providing some human comfort of like, we can see what's coming next, then don't make that time horizon too long because we don't know what it's going to look like in 2023 or 2024. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I can imagine planning out a quarter or six months with, with more certainty and then having a few scenarios. You've talked about scenario planning with finances, but I imagine, and I, I'm involved in a project right now, which involves the summer. 
And who knows what's going to happen in the right. summer? So we know what our plan is through the spring. And then we have plan A and plan B. Awesome. And we're going to decide whether plan A or plan B goes into effect maybe in mid-March. Absolutely. Right. And you have this key moment to check back in and then decide mm-hmm. which pathway you know looks right. Exactly. So we all know roughly where we're going and we're either going here or there, but it's not somewhere else. So absolutely. So how do we do this? Well, I think the other piece that's really important to think about with strategic planning in 2022 is the how, how you do it. And it has to be, it just has to be in this moment, more inclusive and honest than I think strategic planning has ever been in organizations. And by that, I mean, it does need to include if you have a staff, all of your staff, all of your board, how you do that will vary a little by your culture, but making sure everyone has a chance to express what they're seeing, what they're feeling, what they recognize as capacity and needs. Uh, All of that has to be heard from everyone at this particular moment, because we know that some of our frontline workers are, are experiencing things and have wisdom to share that sometimes doesn't get heard. It also has to be honest. And by that, I mean, the process needs to acknowledge the stress and uncertainty of this moment. And that's part of why you're planning. Like we need to have some ability to feel like we know what we're doing. We're not just constantly responding. That's not a that's not a human condition that creates contentment and joy. Some sense of certainty is important in us feeling like we're doing good work. And so having an honest discussion about what it actually feels like to be in the organization and what you want to feel six months later is really important, I think. So I think you bring everyone together to identify the mood of your organization right now, what the big key questions are, what's your guiding principles or North Stars, and what matters most right now. Those are the kinds of questions which I think you you and I could both agree are not the usual questions in a strategic planning process. But those are the questions that matter right now. Yeah, I want to drill into those big questions in a second. But this is where what you're saying really makes me think that all that investment we've made in a strong board, a board that trusts each other. I mean, you talk about being honest. And what does it take to be honest with each other? It takes a strong sense of trust. I remember being part of a strategic planning process many years ago, and I would describe it as completely aspirational. We did this SWOT exercise, you know, strengths, threats, weaknesses, opportunities, and it was it was a piece of fiction. It was aspirational entirely. Uh, those strengths were not real strengths. They were what the organization wished were <laughs> strengths, and nobody held each other accountable. Yep. There wasn't any sense of like, hey, reality check here, peeps. This is not real. <laughs> I think now we need that reality check. We need the, you know what? Those are great strengths to aspire to, but those are not right now our strengths. Right. Or maybe we had a strength, maybe we had a strength a year ago and it's worn out. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. And and so so what what strength do we have right now? What strength do we have right now? Yeah, I love that. So let's let's unpack some of these big questions because I think there are a lot of big questions in front of organizations that, you know, are sometimes the elephant in the room and sometimes they're questions that folks are talking about. And they they somewhat fall into three categories, the work or what impact you're making, 
financial topics, and then people. And we're going to talk more in the series about people. So we're probably not going to say a lot about that today in this episode. But I think some of the big questions that I'm hearing about are, is that impact piece. How do we do less when more is needed? How do we keep having an impact when our ability to know the future is so limited? How do we plan financially when there's so much changing from funder priorities to the economy? How do we put into action our equity values? So everyone is talking, you know, showing their commitment to the idea of equity, but now we've gotten to the point of how are we going to do it? Yep. And the how is less clear. And then finally, you know, we're hearing a lot about staffing issues, burnout, succession planning, the great resignation and all of that. And we're going to talk later about those ideas in the series, but those are some of the big questions that you need to tackle in your strategic planning process. Absolutely. You know, my organization just went through our strategic planning process for 2022, and we always write a a paragraph introduction to the strategic plan just to kind of lay the context for like this plan was created in this moment. Mm-hmm. And we try to give a theme to the to the year. And this year I I our theme was this is the year of the grapple. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> grapple with things. And you know, we need we we've been doing, 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 doing as fast as we can. And it's not that we're not going to keep doing, but we acknowledge that one of the most important things that can happen this year is that we grapple with these very questions. You know, how do we live our equity values? How do we live the value we have that our staff feel, you know, appreciated and respected? And how do we how do we live economically in this in this uh, environment? So yeah, I think these are exactly the kinds of questions that could be the framework for your strategic plan this year, which is, again, really different than a typical strategic planning process. Mm. And, and it could help for some organizations to reframe this whole idea away from, say, a strategic plan, if the plan is a scary word, and just strategic conversations totally. that you write down the answers to. Exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. And that then guide your meetings, your decisions, you know, as you go forward, it then unfolds. Absolutely. And that's, I think, the, the last piece I want to say that is super important in the 2022 strategic plan, because I do think the desire for it is being driven not just by how to guide our organization, but how to make the people in our organization feel like they know what they're doing, <laughs> mm-hmm. is you have to think ahead of time about how you're going to use it. So before you pass the board vote that says, yes, we approve this plan, have the discussion. Here's how we're going to use the answers to these questions. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I really encourage you to think about like, how can you get it so that everyone brings the strategic plan to the staff meeting, everyone brings the strategic plan or, or your answers to the strategic questions to the board meeting, whatever you call it, how does it get to be a living and breathing document and have a real intentional conversation about that before you pass it? So, so here's a question. You talked about the word grapple, and that's the theme for your organization. And yet our word of the week is, is almost the opposite. <laughs> and so I'm just curious, you know, so grapple to me is, you know, an informal, unsystematized, open-endedness. Mm-hmm. But what is our then word of the week? Ah, but our word of the week is agility. <laughs> So talk to me about that. Yeah, yeah. So 
So I think they're connected because I, I personally, before I become agile, I have to grapple. I have to, I have to have had time to think through scenarios, to think through if we do this, that's likely to happen or think through what is it we really need or get back to my core. And then I find personally, I can be really nimble and responsive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I think about agility, I personally immediately picture dogs jumping over bars, like an agility yeah. course, you know, and I have never had a dog capable of that kind of discipline. Whenever I've seen that happen on YouTube, I'm amazed, right? At the, at the nimbleness, at the ability to, you know, turn on a dime and, and jump. But I know that that came from hours and hours and hours of practice and intentional thought and work in a group, right? That dog didn't just figure that out on their own. They worked together with their people and their people worked with them. And that created this incredible agility. Mm, That's really interesting. I actually have a different animal in (laughs) mind that when I think about agility, I think about speed and ease. So Mm -hmm. things happen quickly and relative, you know, a appearing to be easy, whether Mm -hmm. they are easy or not. And I think about birds. I just went down to Astoria and Long Beach and the Pacific Ocean. It's so beautiful down there. And you see the birds flying on top of the ocean and they dip and glide in response to a wave or wind. I don't know what they're thinking, but I imagine they have two things in mind or two vantage points that they're focused on. One is where they're going. Mm -hmm. And the other is what bird is on either wing. Mm -hmm. So they're looking side to side, I imagine, like who's on my left and my right and where am I going? And then they fly in formation, you know, forward over kind of the turbulent waves. So nonprofits are not known for speed or ease. So what would it take to create more space for that? And I, you know, we've talked about these issues in the past. Mm-hmm. We've talked about simplifying down to what really matters, those key indicators. You know, we talked recently about Marie Kondo or what is that? Um, uh, what is her process? Anyway, KonMari. <laughs> KonMari, reducing everything down to just what you have to do. And of course, looking at your culture. So making sure you can back up agile with systems that are agile. Yeah, I love both of our imageries of agile. And while I uh, know we can't anthropomorphize animals, um, I like to think in both of those scenarios that there's one other element to the agileness. And that is, it looks like fun. It looks Mm. like it's actually joyful to be the dog running over the hoops um, or to be the bird you know, dipping and gliding, right? And I think at this exact moment in time, it's also really important to make sure that our work at least sparks some joy. (laughs) It may not always be fun and the topics we deal with aren't necessarily fun, but working as a volunteer or as a staff person in the nonprofit sector right now is hard. And I think it's really important to make sure in our strategic guidance, we find ways to pause and see that joy. Otherwise, we won't stick around long enough to do the really good work. I absolutely agree. As you start 2022, we imagine you, like us, are feeling a whole mix of emotions. One of those emotions 
Going around the small nonprofit sector right now is the need for clarity and certainty, and it's manifesting itself in the strong demand for strategic planning. This can be a great thing for your organization. We're huge fans of strategy, and you need to make sure that the planning process and the plan you create is actually one that will serve you in 2022. And that's not the same as the 2019 plan. Right now, you need a plan that brings you together, that acknowledges this uncertain time, and that keeps you focused on your key organizational guiding principles so you can be the agile movement leader your mission needs. You got this. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Radio Show. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please consider sharing the podcast and rating us on your favorite podcast site. Your support is the best way for us to reach more people. We invite you to look at the show notes at nonprofitradioshow.com for ideas on how to bring these conversations into your organization or to tell us what you'd like to hear next. Nonprofit Radio Show is produced by Nancy Bacon and Sarah Brooks. Editing and post-production are provided by Margaret Mep Schulte of Three Choices Creative Communications. Music is by Riley Crabtree. Together, we are inspired by you and other nonprofit leaders doing important work in our communities.